0: Podcast, Be well, Hello and welcome to my podcast, The Guide for Better Life. In this podcast I would like to focus on the tools to thrive in the age of perma We are living today in an age of perma-crisis. perma has been chosen by calling dictionary as the word of the year perma permacrisis is a word that we can describe the feeling of living through a period of war, wars, inflation, political instability terror, etc. this is really a state of permanent crisis that involves uncertainty for individuals either in political uncertainty, economic instability, or personal challenges. This prolonged state of crisis has significant impact on our mental as well as our physical health because we are body-mind entity and what we think influences how we feel on the physical level. Living in a state of permanent crisis can lead to stress, anxiety, feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. Why? Because we constantly worry about the future and its inability to find stability. This can take a toll on our lives and could create symptoms like depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, irritability, and even difficulty concentrating. Because, as I said, we are a body-mind entity. If we feel constantly in a state of crisis, this will soon develop into physical problems, such as high blood pressure, heart problems, Obesity and even cancer. Moreover, the uncertainty and unpredictability that are associated with perma can make it very challenging for individual to plan for the future and set up goals. So this creates vicious loops. Well wow, certainly leads to depression and anxiety, and anxiety and depression leads to physical problems and it goes on and on. The age of perma crisis can be seen in the staggering statistics that I'd like to share with you. A Gallup recent survey finds that serious depression and anxiety affect nearly 4 out of 10 adults worldwide. It's 40%. According to Gallup, anger, stress, worry, and sadness have been on the rise globally for the past decade, long before COVID, the COVID pandemic. And it reached a record in the year 2020. So Gallup's conclusion is that the next global pandemic is mental health. Another statistic is that the Wellcome Global Monitor, which is the world's largest source of statistics about how people feeling about their health, found that the two most common mental health problems are anxiety and depression and they affect over 400 million people worldwide. The, the Wellcome Global Monitor predicts that by the year of 2030, mental health issues will be the leading cause, and listen to that, for global mortality and morbidity. So, the practical conclusion of those trends is that the age of perma-crisis really behooves us to developing resilience in order to succeed. And that is on an individual level, as well as on the organization level. What is resilience? Resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity, crisis and loss and overcome challenges in our life. It is really a mental capacity to adopt and recover quickly in the face of stress, setbacks, and trauma. You know, many of us invest in our physical fitness, which is, of course, an important element in our well-being, but building a physical fitness is a sufficient but not necessary condition for th- thriving in the age of permacrisis. We need to develop our resilience fitness. Like b- building a physical fitness, when we exercise a few times a day or a few times a week, building a resilience fitness is a process that takes time and effort. And it's important to be patient with yourself and in order to build the resilience and not expect immediate results. I would like to suggest a mental kit for building resilience. You know, practical tools that each one of us can adopt and build resilience in his life. The first tool, defining life meaning or purpose. The psychologist Dr. Viktor Frankl in his book A Man Searches for Meaning said, and I quote, Those who have a why to live for can bear with almost any how. Which means that if a person has a life meaning, a purpose, then he would overcome all barriers and difficulties. And you know, Dr. Frankel arrived at this insight after spending time in the death camp of Auschwitz. He noticed, and this is recorded in his book, A Man Searches for Meaning, that prisoners in the Auschwitz camp death, death camp, managed to develop a purpose for their lives, which means they envisioned something positive that they would do after this period, this very difficult period, had a higher survival rate than those who did not have a purpose. Dr. Franco himself envisioned being able to publish his thesis about a new type of psychology, a logo, logo psychology, and help many people around the world, which he did. He managed to survive the, the, the Auschwitz camp and when he got out a few years later he was able to publish his thesis. Dr. Frankel said that those people who did not define a purpose for their life were more likely to give up to the harsh reality of the Auschwitz camp and they either committed suicide or died from fatal diseases because the immune system was weak. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, said, and I quote, you have, to, you have to have a trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. And this approach has never let me down, and it has made all the difference in my life. So building a life meaning and a purpose is very practical to succeed in your life and especially in the age of perma crisis. The second tool that I would like to share with you is positive thinking. You know that the optimist and the pessimist are both right. How come? The pessimist has developed a very negative outlook of life, you Expect negative things to happen, and guess what? That's what he's more likely to experience in his life. The optimist looks at his life with a positive outlook and consequ- consequently would experience positive experiences. Scientists tell us that there is no absolute reality. It's all probability based, which means that what you think would determine your reality. The American writer Charles Window said something very powerful. He said that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So you really are the scriptwriter and the actor. Of your life. The question is what story do you tell yourself? Is it a positive story, optimistic story, or it's a negative story? <clears throat> so what type of storyteller are you? Because the type of storytelling that you will develop will determine your life. The book of Genesis Tells us about a very interesting story about Lot, who was Abram's brother and his wife running away from Sodom after God decided to destroy Sodom. Now, Lot's wife disobeyed the angel's command not to look backwards at Sodom, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. So I think this story has got very, very interesting implications. Do you focus on your past, on the mistake that you made in the past? Do you dwell on what went wrong in the past? That would certainly lead you to a salty end. Or do you focus on the future and how you can advance your life? You know, it's very interesting to know that the U.S. has got the highest number of prisoners. Two million prisoners. But there are many more prisoners who are locked with their own prison of negative perceptions, of pessimistic outlook, of despair, hopelessness, and helplessness, and depression. So, really, you are the only one who have the keys to free yourself from your own prison. And that can be done by building your own positive outlook and resilience. I would like to suggest an exercise for each one of you can do. Sit down and write a statement in which you imagine yourself in the future, in which you have achieved your life goals, and all the problems have been resolved such an exercise will help you to refine and to develop your resilience. The next tool is relaxation. You know, it's a fact that one cannot think two thoughts in a given time. Only one thought. So, you need to make sure you're thinking a positive thought most of your awakening time. How? How? Use relaxation techniques that were found by doctors and scientists to have a positive impact on your nervous system and your resilience. I'm talking about techniques such as yoga, mindfulness, meditation, tai chi, deep breathing techniques and others. Do it on a daily basis to build a quiet space in your hectic schedule, a space in which you immerse yourself in positivity, calmness and peacefulness. This in turn will help you to develop your resilience. Why? Because when you're relaxed and positive, you will develop positive response to any challenge, to any external threats or challenge. And the last but not least tool that I would like to recommend you to adopt is what I call media dieting. You know, globally, it was found that people average six hours and 58 minutes. That's close to seven hours of screen time per day. And this screen time has increased by nearly 50 minutes per day since 2013. So this is a a very long time that each one of us is spending on screens. The problem is that the content coming up from our screens, either social media, smartphones, TV, etc., is mostly negative. It contains negative messages, negativity, and other, uh, and other uh, type of contents that are not healthy to our minds. They distract our mind by taking most of our awakening time, leaving almost no space to really reflect, relax, and take care of your spiritual needs and develop a purpose so if you can gradually loosen up your dependency on them that can be very helpful in building your resilience and then allocate the time that you freed up to focus on positive things on achieving your life meaning or purpose helping others develop your optimism etc this sums up toolkit that I would like that I would suggest for you to adopt in the age of Perma Crisis. Thank you for listening and I wish you much success in your journey to building your resilience. See you in my next podcast.